I'm Evelyn and I'm a geoholic. Do you have something to say, buddy? I got something to say. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome back, Geoholics. Episode 174. 174. 174. So Here we go. I'm always curious about that opening, whatever that is, right? So I looked it up this morning. Gunter Glieben Glocken Globen. Okay. No idea what the hell that means. Still, though. But Gunter Glieben <laughs> Glocken Globen. So uh, for those of you out there wondering, have always wondered what that is, now you know. And no one knows. But we still have no idea what it means, but that's what it is. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Like I said, episode 174. Super excited about this episode. We have yeah. a we have a reality capture celebrity slash influencer on the show today. Oh, we are we are uh, blessed. We this are morning. indeed. We are indeed. And he's got a great story. So um before we get into that, I have had a crazy last couple of weeks, no doubt, sure. with all the travel and everything. You know, I was at the Canadian National Surveyors Conference, which was an amazing experience. Met some great people, um, made some great contacts. Had, had some interviews, right? Yep. Got some great interviews with some influential people in Canada. Stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, it's just, God, just, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, and I haven't traveled this much consecutively before. I find myself waking up in hotel rooms, not knowing where I am. It was the weirdest thing. Well, that's a little bit of a uh, anomaly just because all the different, yeah, you know, you had work, travel and trips planned and yep. everything else. So yeah, it's, it's what's crazy is people live like that. I couldn't imagine full time. They're most of their working life, like my internal body clock or whatever. I don't know. It would be so effed up. Right. Because I mean, and that was just after like three or four weeks consecutive travel. But, um, other than that, I saw the cure last week. Did you really? One of my favorite all time alternative eighties bands. And, uh, first of all, they sold out the old coyote stadium. It was really. Oh, it was completely sold out. Floor, everything was completely packed. Who, who they they played with somebody else, right? Some, yeah. We didn't we didn't get there for the opening band. I listened to them and I, I wasn't like really thrilled about oh, okay. it. Okay, like some, I don't even know what it was. Uh, but they put on a good show. Amazing. Two hours and forty five minutes. Just nonstop, nonstop. Eighties bangers. Yes, I mean it was. I mean the demographic of people at that show was so interesting because the Cure was probably like one of the I don't know the trailblazers of the goth movement you know uh -huh. and uh there was people my age and older there was like young or teenagers i'm assuming all dressed in goth and all that stuff and it was just such a weird dynamic but unbelievable show robert smith 62 63 years old still looks like a zombie but his sound was unbelievable. Really? Incredible. Still got it. Incredible. Yep. Nice. So if you get a chance to see The Cure and you're a fan, highly recommend it. Hmm? What's new with you, buddy? Oh, man. You know, it's been Stress a crazy- Stress looks good on you. It's been a crazy, crazy couple weeks, you know. Uh, house is completely demoed in a, in a rental house. Just a lot of stuff going on, bouncing back and forth. But uh, other yep. than that, you know, life is good. Good. 
Good yeah. to hear it. Good to hear it. Had a big, uh, big ballet recital for oh. for for Evelyn yesterday. Uh, you know, of course, adorable. One yep. of those things. You know. Yep. Yep. It was for me. I was ballet dad. I had to run her to ballet practice every yep. Wednesday for the entire. You know, since since mm-hmm. January, and it was a nice culmination for me because a Very lot nice. of uh, a lot of stressful end of the work day. Sure. You know bang through traffic and get her there, you know, changing yep. in the car and yeah. it was worth it. They did a nice little cute performance. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. And that shows you like how hard she was working and I'm oh, sure yeah, she took yeah. like a ton of pride in it. And then you took a ton of pride in it. And yeah. I might've been a tear shed. I, I have to admit that, you know, it's been a pretty emotional last couple of weeks and especially I, I, when she <laughs> pranced out there, yeah, yeah I, def, I definitely teared up a little bit. Yep. Super cool. All right, let's get on with this. Tell us about that opening number. Oh, man. Everybody knows these guys. Uh, Def Leppard. That was a song called Rock of Ages. Def Leppard is an English rock band formed in 1977 in Sheffield, England. The original lineup consisted of lead vocalist Joe Elliott, guitarist Pete Willis and Steve Clark, bassist Rick Savage, and the legendary drummer Rick, Rick Allen. The band's music is characterized by a mix of hard rock and pop elements featuring catchy melodies, layered guitar harmonies, and anthemic choruses. That's a weird one. Mm. They have sold over 100 million records worldwide. That's a milestone for these reads, uh, making them one of the best-selling rock bands of all time. Their enduring popularity and influence have earned them the spot in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame since 2019. It's a little late for that, but still, I, I get you. It is but I think, if I remember right, The Cure got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the same year. Really? Yep. That sounds about right. Yep, yep. one arm Rick Allen. I mean, legend. I mean, I, I, it still boggles my mind to this day. You have an <laughs> a, 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 a anthem rock band that's been around forever, and the guy's been drumming for one arm for most, a, a <sighs> lot of it. I think it was a car accident, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, something about that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, great band, for sure. Iconic. All right, we are in the Get Kids Into Survey studio this week. Uh, real quick uh, plug. Big weekend, right? Yep, I was... Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Inv- I was invited to go to TK's fifteenth anniversary gala. Heard it was a nice, little, nice big party. Very nice. I mean, you know, TK. He doesn't do anything half-ass. Oh and, yeah. And uh, it was just everything about it was perfect. You know, um, you know, really focused on his employees. You know, showed a ton of appreciation. Um, probably, I don't know. I'm guessing a hundred people there, and. Uh, you know, one of the highlights at the end of the night, you know, I was getting ready to leave. It's like, hey, stick around. You know, I'm going to pull out. I'm going to break out the good stuff type thing, right? So uh, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he, I'm curious now for that. I got to see what this is going to be. And uh, he did. He opened up a bottle of... Uh, it's a bottle of Pappy, right? Pappy 15-year family reserve, I Ooh, believe. Oh, yes. And he opened up a bottle of Weller... What is it? CYPB. CYPB. Ah, I saw that picture. I could recognize that white label. Great. Oh, my God. I mean, in my opinion, not that I'm any kind of kind of sewer or anything, but the uh, the weather outshined the Pappy. I, I, I would agree. I would I'm agree. Blown away by it. Pappy's got a little hype. I mean, it is phenomenal. Sure. Thousand yep. dollar bottle of bourbon can't be bad, but yep. I'm a CYPV fan myself. Yep. Me too. New fan. Um, but just a great experience and can't thank you know, TK enough for everything he's done for the show, you know, from day one, you know, he's been, been here riding along with us and continues to provide uh, amazing support. Just Mm -hmm. can't thank him enough. So TK, congrats on a successful 15 years Yeah, and uh, raise a glass to another 15. Here's to another 15. 
All right. Uh, next up, Airworks. Somewhat random trivia. Little trivia going here uh, for the uh, upcoming Memorial Day. Uh, I'm sure uh, our our guest here is not really interested in uh, American holidays, but uh, Memorial Day. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I'm sure you do. Originally, it was called Decoration Day, and mm-hmm. it was Decoration Day uh, that they started uh, right after the Civil War, and that's where everybody on both sides of the war laid flowers at the graves for the 600,000 men who died during the four-year Civil War. Wow. Uh, Officially started May 5th, 1868. Uh, And then it was stayed direct decoration day until World War I. And then after World War I, uh, the, the folks said, you know what, we should do something not just for the Civil War, but for all wars and Mm -hmm. then uh so after world war one it became started to be known as or they started recognizing other fallen soldiers for all the wars and then around the 1960s actually in 1968 it changed from decoration day to memorial day Hmm. 68 1968 interesting and it was actually the uh, the uniform monday holiday act it officially recognized Memorial Day and Washington's birthday and Labor Day and Columbus Day and Veterans Day. And uh, it's one of the few holidays that the entire country is flags are at, at half staff. Um, <laughs> another funny part is the Civil War veterans tried to change the date of the Indy 500 so it wouldn't fall on Decoration Day. Oh, wow. And turned out that didn't work because everyone really liked the Indy 500. Huh. And then soon after, the uh, it's also ne- what's now called the Coca-Cola 600 as the NASCAR event is also on the same, same weekend. Day, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, same weekend, yeah. So, yeah, Indy, I think it's Indy 500 is Saturday and uh, the NASCAR one is on Sunday or maybe Sunday and Monday. I, ca- I can't quite yeah. remember. Yeah, that's right. But uh, the, the, the perseverance of uh, sports and sports watching <laughs> prevailed. And then uh, lastly, just about the best thing that's ever happened on Memorial Day, and it'll be coming up this Memorial Day. Ten years ago, me and the lovely Lexi were married ten years ago on Memorial Day. Yes, our our anniversary, and this year will be our 10 year. I'll send you a gift. Oh, well, that's so nice of you. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. (laughs) So speaking of the Indy 500, uh, being in Vegas for 24 hours, Friday to Saturday, it's already a shit show. They're already setting up for F1, which is in November. Oh, yeah. And it's just. Oh, they're already setting up for that in November? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, that's going to be be insane for sure. But uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, Next up, the Advanced Genetic Surveys, AGS, Weekly Words of Wisdom. Um, This is very fitting for our guest this morning, this evening where he is. Uh, some people call this artificial intelligence, but the reality is this technology will enhance us. So instead of artificial intelligence, I think we'll augment our intelligence. Ooh. That's good, huh? Who was that? It was Ginny Rometty. Okay. Ginny Rometty, uh, retired CEO of IBM. She was the first woman to head the company. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, she retired in 2022, I believe. Mm. If I remember correctly, uh, good stuff. Uh, oddly enough, I was at the bar yesterday, the bar, the bar, the bar. Yep. Uh, watching the golf with, uh, with Megan and, uh, sitting next to this guy, of course, started talking and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say too much cause he was very secretive about this, but he works for IBM and he works in their, um, autonomous electric vehicle. Okay. Group. Okay. Flying vehicles. 
Flying Wait, vehicles. Flying vehicles. Autonomous flying manned vehicles. So like. Wait, I thought autonomous and manned are. But I mean, autonom- like autonomous driving, you know, so there's not a pilot. So it's like a autonomous taxi, let's say. You okay. Know, you know, t- like a flying vehicle. Yeah. So is that like a flight without a p- pilot? Yes. Okay. Before we get to our guests this evening, here's this week's Bad Elf Minute. Hello, Geoholics, and welcome to Bad Elf's Point of Beginning, a segment specially crafted for the consumption of geospatial news, history, and technology. We hope you enjoy the content and perhaps even learn something. My name is Dr. Nick Smolofsky, I'm a geoholic, and I'm here to be your geospatial guide. Recently, a juggernaut in the geospatial industry passed away, Virginia Tower Norwood. Virginia was an American aerospace engineer who is best known for her contribution to the Landsat program. She was born in New York City in 1927 and graduated from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, aka MIT, with a degree in mathematics in 1947. After graduating from MIT, Norwood worked as a research mathematician at the Naval Research Laboratory. In 1959, she joined the U.S. Geological Survey, USGS, as a research physicist. At the USGS, Norwood worked on the development of the multispectral scanner, a device that could be used to image the Earth from space. The multispectral scanner was first used on the Landsat 1 satellite, which was launched in 1972. Landsat 1 was a massive breakthrough in Earth observation. The satellite's images provided scientists with a new way to study the Earth's surface and change over time. Landsat data has been used to study a wide range of topics, including deforestation, climate change, and natural disasters. In fact, we've talked about Landsat on this program before. Norwood's work on the multispectral scanner was so instrumental in the success of the Landsat program that she is considered one of the pioneers of Earth observation and is often called the mother of Landsat. Norwood retired from the USGS in 1992 but continued to work on Earth observation projects until her recent death in 2023. Norwood was a trailblazer in the field of Earth observation. Her work on the multispectral scanner helped to revolutionize the way we study the Earth. Her legacy will continue to inspire scientists and engineers and geospatial professionals for generations to come. If you have any questions or comments about today's POB segment, please reach out to me via LinkedIn or through the Geoholics channels. And that does it for us at B2 Studios in sunny Texas. Live long and prosper, my friends. A lot of technology to get to our guest today, uh, Michael Gula. And Michael, this guy here, he, he has made a name for himself on LinkedIn, that's for sure. I believe, and we'll, he's going to tell us all about it, but he had, I believe, 800 followers in February of last year, Okay. He's up to 33,000 followers now. Whoa. 33,000. TH, thousand. Not 3,300, 33,000. I'm dying to know uh, what, what happened and how, how he got there. Exactly. A lot of really good content for sure. So a little bit about Michael before we loop him in. Born and raised in Slovakia. So it is 5 p.m. where he is right now. It is okay. 8 a.m. where we are right now. Uh-huh. Uh, he uh, loves ice hockey, football. He lives two lives, he says. I love this. He is a reality-capturing expert by day and LinkedIn semi-famous content creator by night, kind of like Batman. 
Um, he is super passionate about testing new software and hardware. Uh, the development is happening so fast, and this is what we're going to really talk about more, that it's hard to keep up with the innovations and not to mention implementing them. So we're going to have a conversation with him about that. And again, you know, he takes a lot of pride in his LinkedIn content and has grown it to, like I said, well over 33,000 uh, followers. So M Michael, thank you for being here and welcome to the Geoholics. Hi, guys. It's It's really nice to be here. Yeah, super excited to have you on here. I feel like I'm talking to a bit of a celebrity here. I know. No, no, no. I, I, I like to say that I'm semi-famous, like like Joey from France uh, used to introduce uh, himself. Uh, if you remember, yeah. he, he always said that he's semi-famous. So yeah, right. <laughs> like right. 33,000 uh, followers is is not really much, but uh, I'm happy for the for the journey that uh, I have. Uh, uh, set for myself from from the beginning of the last year so so that's what i am proud of yeah well once i came across you on linkedin and you know followed you immediately of course and just uh, the content that you continue to put out on linkedin is mind-blowing and i'm like wow where does he even come up with all this stuff where do you where do you come up with all this amazing content yeah this is like maybe the the most problematic part of, of creating content because uh, like the, there are two parts. Uh, you usually try to create your own content, but uh, you end up uh, uh, with uh, spending a lot of time with it. So, so you have to divide your your content creation into uh, several parts, like uh, like um, using other people 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 content or uh, resharing uh, content from interesting companies, uh, from software hardware producers, and. This exactly is the way uh, which helped me to to grow uh, continuously because um, companies and uh, are very happy to to be shared uh, or organically in on on LinkedIn or any kind of other social media, you know because um, it's it's very different to just uh, put um, like company video on on their page. Uh, even though they they may have like uh, hundred thousands of followers, uh, nobody really cares about the content produced by by the company. Mm -hmm. But if uh, somebody that is uh, trying to be authentic uh, with the content and trying to input also some uh, some uh, background story to it, or uh, to trigger some uh, interesting conversation around it, mm -hmm. then this is much more interesting for for the followers and for the audience. So that's that's really how. Uh, I grew <laughs> or have been growing for for uh, uh -huh. last year and something. So how did you get into reality capture? Uh, that was funny. Uh, it was like seven or eight years ago. Uh, I was doing a little bit of uh, real estate uh, agent. And uh, I came across uh, Matterport. You certainly know Matterport. So uh, that's what I bought. That's where I started. And uh, of course, very very soon, I realized what uh, what uh, what are limitations of, of the technology, and uh, if I wanted to do bigger sites, bigger jobs, uh, more accurate jobs, and so on, I needed to jump to another technology. So that's that's where I moved uh, from from motherboard to uh, BLK three sixty from mm -hmm. from Leica. Mm -hmm. uh, that was like entry level uh, laser scanner for me. Uh, it taught me a lot. I, I got the uh, basic uh, knowledge of workflows and and uh, 
what what to do and what not to do. So this was my basic experiences, and and of course again I I came to limitations because as you know it's it's just the entry level uh, oh. laser scanner. So so then I bought this this beast uh, RTC three sixty. Yep. Mm. Uh, sorry, I don't, I don't want to uh, like do <laughs> marketing here, but I'm just I'm just saying what I uh, went through. It's okay. So uh, I I've been using this uh, for four years uh, now. Uh, really happy to to be in a high level uh, reality capturing business. So this was my journey. Okay, so so I started with virtual tours, but uh, like it, it it really uh, got me uh, whole business. So I made a step-by-step to the top level game i think so do you have do you work for a company do you have your own company what what is that no i have my own i have my own company i i i started uh as as on my own but uh uh, soon i realized that i have some limitation because like my background is not the survey okay so uh the thing that i'm not surveyor but i'm very responsible what 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 with what we do so i soon uh, found partners uh, from the survey companies i found partners from uh, uh, drone operators so uh what i wanted to do is to operate like a node first company so um, for my clients i was like the the one-stop shop uh they reach out to me uh we consult projects we we see what we need to do what we need to achieve and then we, uh, then we, or I try to, to put together all the professionals from all the the different industries that we need to uh, put together to to accomplish the the project. You know, uh, of course, this that was beginnings. Uh, like right now, we we have also surveyors in in our company. We have drone operators and so on. But that was my approach to to like really get to a professional uh point of mm-hmm. of these jobs yeah interesting so uh, from a reality capture uh perspective do you think there should be a certification required for people that do reality capture because there is you know a right and a wrong way of doing it you know you said yeah, yourself yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know you've learned from your mistakes which is very yeah. common in what we do um but do you think it should be something that would require some sort of um you know, training or, or something like that? Uh, that's, that's a very good question. Like, um, I would say that for for jobs where uh, survey is needed, uh, for example, in construction sites and, uh, I don't know, like architecture where, um, where, where you need uh, really high precision, there sure should be uh, some... Uh, over overlook or so some some kind of certification for sure mm-hmm. but there are many jobs where reality capturing is is uh, just trying to represent or to create a digital copy of mm-hmm. of the real site where uh the accuracy is not that important so uh if if i if i wanted to to speak like generally about the reality capturing i would say that it's not absolutely necessary to have certification it's absolutely necessary to know what you are doing mm-hmm. and when you need to use uh, proper workflows and proper proper certified people like surveyors for example like i would lean more towards like like michael said you know if you're using it for a construction or an engineering project or an architectural mm-hmm. project so what 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 i hear that is okay the person that's using this data 
should have the responsibility of making sure it came from someone that knew what they're doing and knew sure. what the accuracy is. Like you yep. can't blame the guys taking pictures for what people are using it for. Yep. yep. And then I think the responsibility should lie on that end, not necessarily, you know, if anybody wants to scan something, they can, it's just who grabs that and then what they use it for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, making mistakes and learning from those mistakes is key. Um, and establishing yourself, establishing yourself as an expert, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, what's going to separate, you know, the, the, the folks that do it correctly and, yeah. the, and the ones that don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very important to be, to be conscious about what you do because there are many people that are trying just to sell the, the business, no matter what, you know, just, just to yep. get the job just to to be the first on on the site and and to receive money and that's it mm-hmm. uh so like that that's kind of my better side that that uh, i was conscious enough and and uh, uh i was always trying to uh rather uh put more specialists into the projects and to pay more money on the cost side of of the projects uh, than to risk uh, any mistake on on the output side of of, of the project. So uh, I, I've been lucky enough uh, till now that uh, I haven't had any any real uh, real um, mistakes done or errors or some some you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so real quick, I want to mention a number of our guests talk about Leica on this show, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Leica makes phenomenal equipment. Sure. And I'm sure there's going to be some Leica folks listening to this. Of course. So reach out to us, info at the geoholics.com. You guys have to be a friend <laughs> of the program. Really? There's I mean, room for you. There is room. And if we don't think there's room, we'll make room. And there's, trust but me. You, you already had uh, Phil, right? Yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul Bros. Paul yeah. Bros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So where is all this going? I mean, it's advancing so rapidly. I mean, where's this journey, this AI, this reality capture technology? Where's it going to take us? Uh, it's it's being democratized day by day. Like uh, just the imagination uh, of, of, of the, that you can just pull your smartphone from your pants and... Uh, do the scan of, of your room or your house and, and so on. Uh, this is like crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. You have like a huge percentage of, of surveyors that have has been doing a uh, service of, of uh, or doing S-builds for uh, tens of years. And they don't even know about laser scanning or they don't use it. They don't know advantages of, of that. And now imagine that the world has already moved <laughs> to another technologies, you know, yeah, to photogrammetry, to to uh, lidars on on iPhones. Okay, we are not talking about accuracy right now, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, obviously I'm just pointing out where where it's it's heading, right? Sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think that uh, uh, where we are going is is really anybody will be able to do uh, like they are scanning anywhere. Okay, just just mm. pull pull out your phone, and you are reality capturing uh, semi expression. <laughs> mm. Yeah, is that is. scary, Kent? No, it excites me to be honest with you. I mean, okay. honestly, if I was twenty years younger, I might be scared and concerned <laughs> about my future. But where I am in my career right now, I mean, I'm like, I'm open to it, to it man. Let's bring it on. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I just, you know, I'm like, man, I, I I would love to see what 
this world's going to look like 40 years from now, you know, with all this technology. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, some of the stuff that, you know, Michael posts on LinkedIn, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, well, that's amazing. Then the next day, well, that's amazing. That's amazing. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, there is a lot of shit going on. What do you think the most, uh, regarding this, you know, some of your content, Michael, like, what do you think the most, what's, what's caught on the most, or what do you think people gravitate to? Like when you post something, like what are people most interested in? What have you gotten the most feedback on as far as the different types of applications of scanning and AI? Uh, I think like every content creator, uh, any, any content creator's dream is, is to, uh, go viral, right? Mm -hmm. Just, just so that the, the post is seen by hundreds, thousands or millions of people and, and just, just, uh, to, to blow up the social media. Right. Uh, but this comes like, like with, uh, with some strategy and also with a huge amount of luck. Because uh, if you do two uh, absolutely uh, similar posts with same copy, with same content, like like video and so on, you put it uh, on exactly same time of uh, exactly same day of the week and so on, uh, you will get like two absolutely different uh, results. Mm. I have tested this several several times. So even though I, I had uh, these posts that really went viral and had like one and a half million impressions uh, in, wow. in, in like one week or, or something like that, uh, when I tried the, the same post, exactly the same post, like in uh, three months from that, it got just like 50K or something like that uh, impressions. So, so it's really not just about uh, what you post, how you post and what you write. It's also a huge amount of luck. Mm. So if if anybody is asking me like uh, what's what's the what's the key uh, key ingredient to to like be successful on, on LinkedIn, especially, I just say it's consistency. You know, you never know which which post will be will be the the winner. So you have to post, mm. post and post. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> just just consistency. Yeah. So do you think there's some sort of algorithm that LinkedIn has that maybe allows some posts to go more viral than others? Um, you know, everybody who uh, takes LinkedIn a little bit more seriously uh, is coming to these questions. Like, can I beat the algorithm? Yeah. But it's the it's the same question as you uh, if you go to to a casino, you sit on a blackjack, and you are trying to beat the the casino. Like. Mm. Okay, you can try, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Okay, so so uh, yeah, there is definitely algorithm, but uh, there is no way you can you can like like figure it out. So uh, once I realized this uh, this fact, I stopped doing like uh, very specific statistics and and uh, so on. I, I just started pushing content daily, and and that's what really helped me. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe now that we've had Michael on the show, some of that luck will run off, uh, rub off on us a little bit. Maybe. You never know. You never know. But he's also saying we need to be a lot more consistent in content, <laughs> not <laughs> as sporadic as we are. We need to be more like Batman. Right, right yes. <laughs> no, but 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 we are doing a great job. You you are consistent with your post podcast. So so I, I think you can see it on, on your followers and, and your uh uh viewers uh on your own. 
right? Oh, for sure. For sure. It just, it, it takes time. You know, I mean, you yeah, had, sure, sure. you had success in a very short amount of time. No question. Um, for us, it's a little bit more of a grind, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, what are the, what, what are the, the best applications for reality capture? I mean, you mentioned architecture and construction. I mean, what are some of the other, you know, really cool, exciting things that it's being used for? Uh, well, um, I can start with what we are using it uh, as, as, as our core business. So uh, we mainly use it for architecture. Uh, we do a lot of uh, scan to beam uh, mm -hmm. projects. So we basically capture uh, the building or the whole area or industry plant and so on. Uh, we create a digital copy and then we produce free documentation in some beam softwares like mm -hmm. Revit, for example, and so mm -hmm. on. And then we produce, uh, of course, 2D drawings because uh, although 2D is against my religion, it usually is uh, something that uh, our clients require. So, so we usually export also 2D uh, drawings. Uh, then uh, like reality capturing is, is also part of construction industry, a part of uh, film production industry. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, X uh industry you know so mm, i th i personally think that uh that uh, the more digitized the world will be the more of reality capturing will be needed because mm -hmm. like uh for now um every aspect of our lives uh, where our physical presence is is needed will be digitized and for this reality capturing is needed right so yeah and so where do you see the opportunities being for surveyors, for example? Uh, this this was like my aha moment. Uh, it, it was like four or five years ago uh, when I was uh, uh, at one uh, surveyor surveyors conference. Uh, it was organized by Leica. <laughs> Sorry again. No, go for <laughs> it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, there were there were a lot of uh, sorry to say it that way, but older sur surveyors that uh, were uh, really paying attention to all the GNSS uh, stations and uh, GPS uh, poles and and I don't know this this all uh, typical surveyor stuff. And <laughs> once the conversation went to laser scanning, everybody started to talk about uh, the launch and where are they going for a beer. So <laughs> that was a moment for me. I, I was like, you guys have no idea what's coming. Yep. You, you, you are screwed, guys. Yep. So, <laughs> so uh, that was the moment for me where, where I, I knew exactly that my path is, is, is right and that uh, laser scanning and reality capturing is the right way to go. Yeah, no question. I mean, surveyors, you know, just like you alluded to, if they don't embrace this technology, they are going to be they're going to be left behind, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I don't necessarily think left behind, but it would be there's going to be more applications of this technology yep. and less of the traditional surveying. So they're mm -hmm. going to all be fighting for less of the the same pool yeah. and a smaller group of people are going to be grabbing all the new work and the new applications yep. so it's like you know adapt or die kind of thing yeah they're gonna be fighting yeah. they're gonna be fighting for boundary surveys yes exactly That's what gonna be and there's gonna for. be more people fighting for the same thing and yeah. they're like man where are all these what's all this competition it's because you didn't yeah. you didn't embrace the the other technology and go after it yeah because the one thing I mean, reality capture i don't think we'll ever be able to resolve a boundary 
there's going to be oh sure there's yeah. going to be some you know uh, I don't know brain power required human brain power and decision making required for boundary surveys but, but it's going to the amount the the applications that need that brain power is going to be diminished correct and the applications for reality capture and AI are going to continue to expand 100% and you get to choose which side you want to focus on or you on. can do both or you can do both you yeah. know like like Mr. Grow here you can you can be a, an expert in both well i use the term <laughs> expert loosely very loosely <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, Kent. Can we talk about Trimble for a second? We sure can. All right. Trimble Geospatial provides solutions that facilitate high-quality, productive workflows and information exchange for a global and diverse customer base of surveyors, engineering and GIS service companies, governments, utilities, and transportation authorities. That was a mouthful, my friend. Trimble's innovative technologies include integrated sensors, field applications, real-time communications, and office software for processing, modeling, and data analytics. Yeah, using Trimble solutions, organizations can capture the most accurate spatial data and transform it into intelligence to deliver increased productivity and improved decision making. Trimble Geospatial pioneering the future of data intelligence, converging people, product, and place seamlessly to help you make your mark and leave your legacy. They also put on a really great party. Yes, they do. Trimble Dimensions will be there next year. Absolutely. To find out more, go to geospatial.trimble.com. Uh, I have a quick question about you. You mentioned something and it just kind of jumped in my head about the when you're going back to uh, reality capture and uh, accuracy. And, you know, you, you you mentioned that you need more checks or more QC for that. And is there and, and maybe this is and I'm, I'm not aware of it, but is there an application where AI starts to play the role of that QC and it can almost QC and 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 increase the accuracy itself, mm. so to speak. I don't know of any of this kind right now, but uh, I think that uh, like AI is is going to change our uh, world like absolutely. It's uh, it's uh, as I as I posted like two days ago or, or something like that. Uh, I think AI will be like the fifth uh, uh, industry uh, industry um, revolution mm. in, in our uh, mankind history. Yep. Uh, and I think it, it will have uh, even more impact as uh, the internet had. You know. Uh, so just imagine, like in nineties, if if somebody said like like I don't care about the internet, it's it's nothing. It's not going to mean anything. Uh, with with what you know now, you would call him a crazy person, right? Mm. So, and I'm 100% sure this is going to happen with uh, with AI. Anybody yeah. that is this is saying that uh, it's it's nothing, it's not going to mean anything, and so on, they are going to be so wrong in in just five years, mm. for example. Well, because I, I, if I'm thinking about and I just read in the news there was the the AI that taught itself a religion or not really that taught itself a language that it was not introduced to like taught itself a language by itself <laughs> yeah. crazy yeah. and that it was an alarming thing for 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 people obviously yeah. for, but if it can do that then 
all you know reality capture and okay then a human has to go in and do some checks and you know resolve corner and all those things that the humans have to do on the survey side i'm pretty sure that they can they can figure out how to make an like make a survey more accurate mm, I'm, yeah, yeah ex exactly there there is like huge difference with, with ai there's a huge difference between knowing something and to understand something, you know. Mm. So Ooh, uh, that's good. Uh, right, right now, right now we are uh, using ChatGPT and so on. These are language models that know something, okay? Because they they were taught uh, with with uh, reading uh, billions of pages of of uh, content, and they just know how it is, and they are just trying to to give it to you as as you ask for it, right? Uh, but uh, there are already developments and I have done like post uh, again, like yesterday or, or a few days ago with, uh, with the AIs that are already, uh, understanding what they see. So wow. like the idea that, uh, AI is watching a video and it understands what is happening there. This is like really huge. That's crazy. And, and that's, that's can really, that, that, that could really help also, for example, uh, in, in, uh, QA as, as you asked, you know, because. Uh, AI would understand that it's uh, uh, that, for example, uh, we scan a industry plant or, or con construction site, okay? And the AI will know that uh, okay, uh, this is, uh, for example, like a structural column. Uh, I understand that this is this is it, and there are some stack of of uh, bricks, for example. And I know, I mean, AI knows that. This is not the part of of the of the construction as as is you know so it can like segment it off uh, the point cloud it can uh, uh, give the information to I don't know managers uh, to to tell him uh, how much of the bricks are there and so on okay so so, so like I I mean the understanding uh, uh, will be will be a huge uh, breaking point uh, for for AI yeah how is this all because I mean we actually. We, there's probably a month or two straight where we were talking about uh, the metaverse, like constantly. Oh yeah, yeah. we haven't brought that up in probably a it's, month. It's or so. kind of fizzled. Yeah. Well, it, it fizzled, fizzled when when yeah. ChatGPT became, and then we talked about ChatGPT for about a month straight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what's going on in the metaverse? Is that something you uh, also keep tabs on? I'm pretty sure we are already living it. Like mm. every time you you uh, take your phone to your hand and you just lose any any uh, acknowledgement of of your surrounding and you don't know what what's happening around you, uh, that's that's already metaverse. Uh, we are going to just change the the perception with uh, with different technologies and so on. But we are already living living metaverse. I'm I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I was, I was who was I talking to? It, 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 I mean, it's gonna happen. We're all gonna have like, uh, we're all gonna be virtual. You know what I mean? So it's like, and with AI and everything, you know, it's gonna figure out our personalities. You know, there's gonna be a a video component to it. It's so like after you die, you can essentially live on with AI. And you, future generations can still talk to you. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about, Michael? Am I crazy? No, 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 you're not. You're not. Well, yes, but not about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I'm pretty sure that uh, that AI will be huge. And 
uh, like every sword sword, uh, sword has uh, has two edges you know so yeah. it can be as good as uh, it can be bad for for the uh, humanity so yeah. uh I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, but AI will will be uh, a huge like like um, edge in our mm-hmm. in our history, and so, I'm not sure if we are going uh, up or down from from that one. And it's it's speculation, obviously, at this point. But you mentioned there are some dangers that come along with this technology. Like, what are some sure. things that come to mind that you know kind of scare you a little bit? Mm, just just what I said a few minutes ago, like. Like it's really scary that uh, AI will understand what I'm doing. Like uh, you, you will be just taking a, a video of, of your kids or something like that, <laughs> and application in your phone will be connected to AI, and it will know exactly what your kids are doing, where they are. Uh, probably AI will be able to to predict their behavior, for example. So it will know what they are about to, what they are going to do. So th- this is like scary. I'm not sure if it's good scary or bad scary, but it's scary. Thank God AI was not around when I was a kid. Oh, man. <laughs> Although I wish I had it for my daughters. Well, that's the, and I think that's the difference between the good scary yeah. and the bad scary. And depending on what side of uh, on what side of it you're on. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of like what are the biggest what in- industries do you think are going to be uh, affected by this technology the most? You mean by AI? Yeah, yeah, and reality capture for that matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm asking because because these are two different aspects, you know. Sure. Because yep. uh, reality capturing is is uh, is um, mainly about about getting physical world into into a virtual one. Mm-hmm. So um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, any any industry or any activity that needs a physical presence will be moved to a virtual one. Uh, maybe not in hundred percent, but in, in very significant one. And we have seen it also with COVID. You know, the COVID changed uh, everything, from from personal meetings uh, to to doing business uh, as a whole. It changed everything. So I I think that the reality capture is is going to be a huge part of of moving from from uh, real life to to a metaverse, so called metaverse. Uh, another part is AI. Uh, which uh, I think is not necessarily connected to reality capturing, uh, and AI will be will be changing a lot of industries. I, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Like uh, that's funny. Like every other post on on LinkedIn or any social media is saying that uh, either AI is going to uh, take your job, or uh, there is this saying right now that AI is not going to ch- take uh, your job. The people using AI will take your job. I think <laughs> both are going to happen. Like, like it would be, it will be a disastrous mixture for for the uh, world of employment and sure. for uh, for people doing easy tasks. I would mm-hmm. say like say it like this: people doing easy, uh, repetitive tasks. It will be very fast. It will be very soon when they will be losing jobs. Yeah. Right. Not changing, just losing jobs. So this is also a huge challenge for for uh, governments and for people uh, that are able to do something with this. Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind just when he what he said was we talk a lot about GIS, but also data data analytics, like mm-hmm. those 
those folks that that's their job is they analyze data. Mm. It seems that's a, that's a quick one that, okay, once you teach somebody and if they understand what they're looking for, yep. that yep. does not need to be a physical person in the very near future. It's true. And yeah. I think on that note, like what's, what advice would you give, whether it be an individual or a company, um, when it comes to, you know, being engaged in, in these technologies? I mean, how, besides following you on LinkedIn, of course, but how, <laughs> Thanks. how do they, uh, how do they not get left behind? Uh, start using it right away. Uh, I did, uh, um, at the beginning of this year, I did uh, two challenges for, for myself, like from the business point of view uh the first one was to post on on linkedin daily so uh i kept that uh, challenge uh, till now and i'm i'm really uh sh- i'm pretty sure that i'm going to keep it uh, for the whole year <laughs> at least and another one was to uh of course since the chat gpt was was released another challenge for, for me was to use ai uh daily also mm. uh from from absolutely simple tasks uh, up to up to uh, more complicated ones, but I am trying to implement it uh, into my life and to I, and, and I'm trying to use it daily, because once you you uh, make uh, you know once you start using it daily, uh, it's it's more easier for you uh, to to get to, uh, to to new applications to uh, new models. As you can see it daily on, on the internet, it's uh, text to video, it's uh, uh, text to nerf, I don't know, text to VR. Uh, yeah. This is all going to happen. And uh, it's, it's, you're not going to be able to implement everything, but at least you, you need to know that there is something like that. And using ChatGPT is like the first step that anybody could do. What's one? Of, it's really, it's really being helpful, like daily for me. Yeah. What's one of those? What's you? You mentioned, you know, simple tasks versus you know maybe complex. Like, what's one of? Can you give us an example of an application sure. that you use ChatGPT for that maybe people would be surprised that it could actually do that? Absolutely. Uh, I'm doing uh, posts on LinkedIn uh, daily. Uh, this is my uh, my core side job. I would say, because of of course uh, I'm, I'm making a living from reality capturing, but uh, uh, when I do LinkedIn post, I need to think about it. I need to prepare uh, some copy for it and and uh, create some some nice story, but it usually comes with more than 500, uh, 500 uh, letters and so on. But on the same uh, time, I'm trying to build also my Twitter for example, mm-hmm. and you are limited there up to 240, I think, or 140. Yeah, yeah, 140. Yeah. So so what I usually do is I think uh, I take my longer post from LinkedIn, I put it in uh, ChatGPT, and I ask ChatGPT to make it shorter so that I can fit it in, into mm-hmm. a Twitter. Oh, wow, yeah. And it just do what I ask. So I, I copy the text and put it on uh, on a Twitter. So it's funny. This morning I went to chat GPT and I'm like, uh, provide me with podcast questions for Michael Gula. This is what it came up with. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I did with your questions? He ah, <laughs> <it's> your <laughs> that is great. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. But just to, on that note, though, is... Is it is it like going to make an entire generation or maybe humanity dumber? 
You don't have to think as much anymore. You I, have to... I, don't, I don't think so, Dama. No? Just just thinking differently. like Thinking differently. Yeah. Well, because eventually it's going to be, you know, you asking chat GPT generated questions. Michael responds with chat GPT generated <laughs> responses. And you're in I mean, <laughs> and then we're just kind of going along for the ride. Oh, my God. But. But you know, it's it's not it's not exactly that uh, I would respond with uh, because you can see that I'm I'm responding really authentically and, and uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, uh, it's it's not something that I would read right. But uh, uh, like uh, the situation was that you sent me like fourteen questions, for example, and uh, really complex questions, and I just uh, needed a quick inspiration because I didn't have like four days to prepare for this podcast, right? So uh, this this was very helpful for me just to get like the the brief uh, idea of uh, what is expected uh, from me, like to respond. Yeah. And of course, I, I did my preparation. I did uh, my point of view and so on. But it, it just helped me with the inspiration. Yeah. Okay. So and, and, I, and I really use it uh, for other other stuff uh, also. Um, many people are afraid that uh, like the conversations as as you mentioned uh, Sean that <laughs> uh, he asked me with chat gpt i re- responded with chat gpt many people are afraid that uh, like conversations in uh, emails are are going to to switch from from personal uh, messaging in, into chat gpt to chat gpt messaging but i i don't think so like Every time I need to do something uh, personal, like uh, write a personal email or uh, um, text message or do uh, posts, I always do it by myself, right? Yeah. Uh, anytime I need to do uh, like um, tasks, for example, I, I need to prepare some uh, some uh, text to uh, to one presentation, uh, which which. I wasn't going to perform on this presentation. It, it wasn't my presentation. It, mm-hmm. it was just like basing, basing information about technology and workflows and so on. And I was like, okay, I can spend like two days writing these five uh, pages of, of text, or I can just ask ChatGPT and just to correct it, right? Mm. Yep. And it was perfect. Yep. And it took me like two hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's nobody awesome. cares because nobody is really going to read it. They just needed it. Okay, right. sure. Yep. <laughs> so, so I didn't kill two days. I killed just two hours. Mm-hmm. The task was completed and it was really perfect. So, well, that just reminds me of like you mentioned, like uh, in emailing and business, you know, and uh, and I've been on both sides of this where I've directed staff to actually take their emotions out of it. Like, hey, this is, and people say it all the time, it's just business. Mm-hmm. Be very point, you know, be very matter of fact, be very, and, and that where I can see is, okay, I know you're upset about this and take your emotion out of it and just give a very fact-based email response. Mm. And that's where I can see this application. On the flip side, there is a time where you do need to be emo- not emotional, but compassionate or ha- empathetic. A- empathetic, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And I'm not sure, and I'm sure it's probably already exists now, but ChatGPT Chat may not be the most empathetic. But maybe, unless you tell it to be, maybe yeah, maybe you have to tell it to be, I don't, or maybe it hasn't learned that yet. But yeah. it seems well, like it's well, a that, yet. That's really that's really a funny point because just uh, just a few days ago, I read the article that they did some uh, some uh, testing in in one uh, hospital uh, where they uh, asked uh, nurses and doctors to write some answers to to questions, and they asked also ChatGPT 
to write answers to these mm. uh, questions and they let patients uh to to tell which were more empathetic and more like personal to them that's awesome and you would be surprised with with the results wow sean i think this might change your management style <laughs> <laughs> i think so yeah one thing you mentioned earlier that um i want to circle back on is nerf and yeah. you see that a lot you know obviously your post you, you know you post a lot about that can you just kind of talk briefly like what is that and how is that changing modeling uh when i'm trying to to explain nerf to to usual people i always say that just imagine that you have a video where you can move freely okay so, so you took a video with your phone you did some path with, with the phone now you can nerf it and redo the path you can do any other path that, that you can imagine and wow. that's nerf right yep. so uh i think that nerf is going to to uh, make a lot of uh, changes in reality capturing uh right now uh there are discussions about whether the nerf or photogrammetry is better i think there are different uh there are different use cases mm -hmm. uh the big change will come when uh, gaming engines like uh, Unreal, Unity, and so on will be able to work directly with, with nerfs, which is already happening in Unreal, for example. There is already a plugin working with uh, with the nerfs. Mm. So this is going to change uh, a lot, uh, like in gaming industry, in digital twins industry, in uh, uh, filmmaking, and so on. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Sean, do you ever wish that you could have a weekly cup of coffee with a like-minded survey professional? Actually, I have wished that. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I am here to tell you that you can do just that by participating in the Virtual Mentoring Mondays program. What is that like? Think of Mentoring Mondays as the weekly office hours of the surveying profession. And the cool thing is you can find out more by simply going to mentoringmondays.xyz. And while we're on the topic of becoming the best surveyor ever, you also need to check out Wisdom Wednesdays. Oh, really? Have you ever thought about how awesome it would be to have a book club specifically for land surveyors? You know, I have thought that that would be a really good idea. <laughs> I thought you have. And our good friend Trent Keenan has once again beat you to the punch with his Wisdom Wednesdays group. Wisdom Wednesdays is a great opportunity to read survey-specific books and have a weekly interactive conversation about each informative chapter with like-minded professionals. If you're interested and want to find out more, go to wisdomwednesdays.xyz. What else you got? No, oh, man. Mind, your mind yeah, blown, yeah, right? yeah. Well, it's just going in a thousand different directions. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, what do you think the governments are going to have to get involved with AI? Just because, I mean, the threat, I guess, that it could present governments? Just because, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like this is something that is growing so rapidly and could, I don't want to say get out of control, but well, I guess I have a better question, and, and I'll relay it to, we were talking about Waymo earlier. Yeah. And here in, you know, especially in, in Arizona, there was a, there had been a lot of driverless cars around. Remember a couple of years ago, there was an accident. Yeah. Yeah. And that completely, I don't want to say completely derailed, but it, mm -hmm. it Set took, it, it was a significant setback. Yeah. And not the, the, the fact that, you know, 
car accidents happen every day with real people, and this was statistically much less of a, an occurrence, but still, huge setback. Right. Do you see, Michael, anything on the horizon or maybe anything that is about to happen or maybe happen that would be a similar setback for this technology? I don't want to sound like a prophet because, uh, of course, nobody nobody knows uh, everything. And, like, telling the future is, is just like picking red or black on, on the roulette, you know? Sure. Uh, but... Uh, I can give you one example from from my country. Uh, just two months ago, there was this crazy uh, politic which which uh, wanted to ban uh, watching porn sites for all Slovak people, uh, and they would need to get the certification to to watch porn on on the internet. <laughs> so, so it's it's oh really same. God. Like like there is no way anybody can 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 like ban uh porn sites right there's no way anybody can can ban and and stop ai development All right there is always going to be a country a government that will allow it yeah and since since it's online since since it's on internet you cannot stop it yeah yeah well, it's similar to to here in the States where Montana became the first state that is talking about trying to ban TikTok. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. They, they, That's they, not a bad thing. Well, depending <laughs> on your side, like if, if what, you, what you think about it. Yeah. Um, but the, the reality of actually doing that, yeah, like right. how are you going to right. ban someone from downloading an app? Yeah, and then immediately they're like, "Oh, well, we'll just ban- we'll just." They said they would make it a punitive de- uh, a penalty to the app provider or who you know who okay. you know Google Play Store or the whatever. Yeah. That's how they're going to get it. But then everyone's like, oh, "I'll just use a VPN and easily work around that." And yeah. they think exactly that yeah. these that the you know the the Montana representatives think that there's a way to ban it. And like, yeah. oh, there's a way to do this, and similar to how you can only gamble on your app when you're in the States that allow that, but that's just not how it works. Yeah. Like there, like, like Michael said, like there is no way to contain this. You can, sure. you know, you can try with, you know, the, the propaganda and get, you know, and put stuff out there and get people change people's minds about it. But yeah. the reality is you cannot ban somebody from downloading and using an app. Yeah. 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 And, and also like stupid people can never stop, intelligent people okay uh, in this case intelligent people would be developers of of ai i guess you know who i mean by stupid people like okay there's there's no way that uh, people sitting in a government yeah. <laughs> would be able to to find a way to stop uh thousands and thousands of hackers and ai developers right, yeah. on, on the whole world like no way <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i agree yeah i mean i worry about like our security like even like our online security that oh sure yeah you know i mean that i think could be a concern Uh, and but my my thing is that if you're not a threat then threats aren't a threat to you know like i'm not doing anything that is threatening anybody then the the bad guys really have no reason to come after my content or my, you know, like same, same thing goes. If I don't keep anything in my bank account, there's not really anything for somebody to come and steal. Right. So the same thing, if you're not doing anything nefarious, then where's the threat there? Yeah. 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 But, but there there is always another poll like question. uh, Okay. You are not afraid 
are not doing anything bad, for example, right? But but like, are you okay with the government being able to do something to you? Well, like, that's, that's the, the big question. question. Yeah, and it's the same question. It sounds like, and, and you and you shouldn't be right. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's not the fact that they are wanting to ban a, and it might be something bad, you know. Right. It's the fact that they can. And that's yeah, the thing exactly, that it yeah. really would get to me is like, wait a second. Well, what if they just decide that, you know, they don't like my solitaire app because, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it's yeah. just the fact that you can and then trying to implement it is more scary to me than the application or the potential itself. Do, do you guys remember the, the movie uh, Minority Report? Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, gonna, like really. it's, it's the uh, <laughs> like really. now. Now I'm going to AI, be. Yeah, AI will be watching videos from uh, from uh, surveillance cameras yep. and CCTVs and so on. Yep, and they're going to analyze people, and uh, AI is going to predict the behavior. Yeah. That's going to totally happen. But it's not going to be three weird people in a pool no, with their no, brains no, no, connected no. to some weird goo. It's going to be, you know, an actual computer program that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like the facial recognition thing. You know, I mean, that's there was another movie called Eagle Eye. Have yeah, you seen that yeah, one? Yeah. You know, same type thing. Same type thing. Yeah. So my mind's going back to the uh, the license to watch porn idea. Of course it does. <laughs> what would that application look like? <laughs> you know, what are the questions they ask on that? I that's don't, a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast of like, you know, do you have to be socially responsible enough or? Oh, my God. Well, then you should have, a, have to have a license to have a kid, too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Like I said, whole other show. A whole other show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I wanted to make this, that politician uh, famous on your show, guys, because... I don't think he's going to do anything any more of politics in, in Slovakia. So. Well, they say, you know, obviously it's, 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 it's porn sites and the technology and porn that drives most of the technology that yeah. we have today. Like wow. all of the, most of the, all the video, you know, quality and the whole going back to Blu-ray versus, uh, you know, HD, whatever. Oh, yeah. I remember how Blu-ray became, yep. it was because porn embraced Blu-ray and then the technology went that way. Yeah. Same kind of thing with Same streaming thing. and Twitch and all those things were only a thing because oh it got good at streaming and, uh, you know, OnlyFans and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not teaching this stuff in college. Right. So how like people like there's what people are making careers out of content know, creating. Yeah. And like chat, like people, you know, they, they don't teach this stuff, you know? So like, how are people, I mean, you have to be self-taught, right? I mean, it's just jumping in with both feet and exploring all the different, um, you know, I guess applications that are out there. Mm -hmm. And then it's only as creative as one person's mind can be and how they're going to apply that technology and generate revenue. Like, well, that's, that's the big key. Besides, be, beside your remark about the content creation, like, okay, it, it helps me also to, to like do collaborations with different companies and, and so on. That That's for sure. Oh but, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what is really interesting for me is that I get to test a lot of new softwares, new mm. solutions, new hardwares, and that is really helping me with my reality capturing business because, uh, I'm able to understand, uh, needs of my clients even better and to help them even better mm -hmm. right because if if you have just one scanner and you are doing this uh 15 years nothing else 
you are not really doing uh, a great service to, to your clients because there are already different uh, solutions that are better for for a particular job, right? So uh, this this passion that I have in in softwares and hardwares helps me really to to also uh, doing better jobs for my clients and also uh, help other companies with consultations to to uh, introduce them to new solutions, new possibilities, and to help them also to do better jobs for their clients. Makes sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, great example there as well. Well, and it goes to the difference of you know if your if your content creation is you know your yo-yo hobby versus what you actually do for a living and expanding your network and you know and exploring all the different ways you can provide better solutions for your clients. That's yeah. a whole different argument versus you know just streaming you eating your cereal in the morning like that's a, there's a big difference in content creation is one that and i guess it goes to one that provides value and one that doesn't correct correct although watching you eat cereal in the morning could provide value to certain people i would love to meet those people <laughs> no no i i i wanted to be an influencer on insta on instagram with with big boobs boobs and, and stuff but i somehow don't <laughs> it, 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 it didn't work out for you that way so yeah so i decided to do uh 3d content on, on oh man <laughs> so funny. funny what else what else Is there anything else you want to make sure we talk about michael we covered a lot yeah uh i think it's it's it, it was great uh conversation uh i'm like Obviously, I'm I'm uh, spending a, a much uh, amount of time daily on on LinkedIn, uh, doing uh, content uh, and, and uh, responding to people and so on. And I just wanted to to like give a huge shout out to to LinkedIn and to all the people that are looking to to like scale up their business. Like it's the right way to do. Uh, just start start your LinkedIn uh, content creation and it will really help help yeah. you. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook and Instagram are, for me, they are dead platforms, mm -hmm. but LinkedIn is, okay. LinkedIn is still still growing. Yep. Uh, only on LinkedIn and TikTok, you are able to to go viral and to have uh, huge organic, uh, organic reaches. So just do it. <laughs> just do <laughs> like it. Like Nike says. <laughs> is there any new, newer, you know, you, you, you said, you know, Facebook and Instagram are pretty much dead technologies. And I think a lot of people would, would agree with you. Is there anything newer that you, that you've seen out there? You know, there, there's a lot of kids on Twitch and some other, some other things that it, is there anything new that we don't know about that you've kind of seen, or is it going to be LinkedIn forever? I think it depends who you're trying to reach as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like uh, okay, I will I will um, come back to Instagram and, and Facebook because they are obviously working still, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of influencers. There is a lot of money uh, pushing into influencers and and doing doing business, doing other advertisements and so on. Uh, what I meant by that technology is that you are not able to grow anymore on on uh, on Instagram and Facebook organically. If you want to grow uh, in the meaning of followers. You need to pay for for impressions, right? Uh, so that that's what I meant. Uh, yeah. On the other side, LinkedIn uh, is not there yet. LinkedIn, uh, you can easily have uh, like many numbers, uh, like like 
10 times or 20 times more impressions than you have followers on on uh, oh, yeah. on linkedin right on gotcha. your post yeah but it's never going to happen uh, on facebook or instagram right and that's what helps you grow on on linkedin yeah interesting yep cool well she got shot that's it that's all you got all i got it's all a, right it's a lot do you want to hit him up with the uh the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I already know what it is, but uh, um, so we asked this to every guest, uh, Michael. Uh, do you have a mantra that you live by? Sorry, what do I have? A, a, a mantra. A Just, mantra. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I know that two D is against your religion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about something, but that would be right. Like, like today, today is against my religion. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny story behind it because I got uh, asked a lot, uh, how did I come up with this? And uh, like you can you can see many discussions on on the internet uh, under different topics uh, where people are arguing uh, and reasoning for and against something, and. It happens a lot that uh, it end up with like this is this is uh, according to my religion or this is against my religion and so on. Right? Sure. And doesn't matter if it's sexual, if it's it's, it's work wise or uh, anything else. It doesn't matter. But it really uh, ends with the, with the stupid reasoning about the religion. So I just adopted it, and uh, this is my way to express that uh, I'm I'm not going to argue uh, anybody about whether 2D or 3D is is uh, is better, because 2D is just against my religion. So. <laughs> and it should end the argument right there, right? Exactly. exactly. Oh man, so good, so good. All right. Well, thanks again, Michael, for being here. Really appreciate your time. This has been a great conversation. Thank, thank if, you. If you needed any more, but definitely uh, follow Michael on uh, on LinkedIn because that's that's a lot of good content that he's posting. If you're ever curious about anything we're talking about, absolutely, you know, pop on his LinkedIn page. You'll 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 you know, you'll wash away a couple hours just going through. All the, <laughs> all the, yeah, <laughs> and to clarify, he spells his name M I C H A L. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Correct. right out. Well, thanks again, Michael. We really appreciate it. It, it was it was really fun. Thank you very much, guys, uh, for having me. Yeah, thank you. you. Let's do it again. Adding value okay. and making friends. A new, a new best friend, Michael Gula. And and a new country uh, that we've uh, added to the to the platform Stick here. A pin in it. Yeah, that's Slovakia. right. If anyone would like to be a guest on a future show, shoot us an email at info at the geoholics.com. Def Leppard, Rock of Ages, available everywhere. Until next time, as our new best friend, Michael Gula, says... 2D is against our religion. It is. <laughs> Be safe and healthy, everybody. Yeah.